Okay, Daniel, that was a massive shit show. Are United actually going to qualify for the Champions League? Uh, I don't know. I agree that it was it was really fucking dreadful. And I think the thing about it that was particularly dreadful about the dreadful fair we just witnessed was how predictable it was. Yeah. The game followed a pattern that we're starting to see. And we saw a lot, actually under Van Gaal more than under Ole, where they started okay. And if they didn't score in the first 20 minutes, then there was a good chance they wouldn't score at all. And the opposition would... And that was indeed what happened. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's we can make excuses for them, and they are like it would be wrong to not mention the circumstances that they've played loads of games. They're knackered. He, the manager knows that not enough of the players players he can use. Mm-hmm. However, the total lack of wit, ideas, yeah. heart, brain, legs, desire. I mean, any of the things that one might expect to see in a football team is troubling. Really is. And so too is the manager's impotence to do anything about it. We had that little run where he seemed to just be some kind of savant when it came to understanding association football. Yeah. And now he's back picking Val Vegas. And I think he's making a lot of compromises all of the time. I mean, he didn't make... His final round, or what did you get? Three opportunities, three windows to make substitutions. He didn't do that until the 86th minute. You can definitely ask questions why he's making changes that late. It's not like he didn't have a lot of time to see that not much was happening. But he's making compromises because players are knackered, players are injured, and uh, it's happening a lot. And I, I suspect there's players playing that probably should have need a rest but there's five games to go or four games to go now and, and he can't do it so but yeah you're right it's a pattern I mean it's only 21 goals scored in the Premier League in 18 away games this season I mean that's desperately poor United are not able to score a goal and, and it was just really easy for West Ham to sit in defence quite deep and then break four shots on goal today four on target that is from a whole bunch more and that's that's really common I mean the thing yeah I mean it's picking Veghorst as a number ten. I, 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 yeah. I know Eric Ten Hag knows more about football than I do, but that still seems like a crock of shit to me. It's really hard to understand. Really hard. And, and also, like, what on earth has happened to Ericsson and Casemiro? Mm-hmm. We know that they're not perfect, but they've both been so dreadful since they came back into the team, mm-hmm. and they don't exactly have the tiredness excuse because. They've had months off. Yeah, Casemiro spent half half the win, half the spring suspended. Ericsson spent almost all of it injured, and so I mean you sort of understand Ericsson and Casemiro taking a little while to get back up to speed, but it's it's inadequate what we're seeing at the moment. Oh, for sure. I mean, and a lot of this game, Ericsson was taking the ball off the centre backs. He was the deepest of the midfielders. I mean. He's United's leading assist maker in the Premier League, if that really means anything. But he's a creative player. You want him a bit further forward. But he was he was super deep. And, and he fades after 60 minutes. Casemiro fades after about one minute at the moment. He's He had a good game a couple of weeks ago. But it's that, that was a rare gay, good game since he came back into the team. And yeah, for sure. And Anthony Martial was dropped because he was dreadful against Brighton. He wasn't much better when he came on today. I mean, there's one one good run and move with, with Marcus Rashford, wasn't there? Rashford stopped scoring goals. It's yeah. Well, that's really that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? That 
you had like the two masking agents that United had was Rashford and Garnacho. Right. The Garnacho got us out of shit got us out of shit a few times as well. And I didn't really understand why he didn't come on. If he's fit enough to be there, why aren't you why is he not coming on when he is proved to be our most effective substitute? I didn't I didn't really understand that because also we need something and maybe he could be that something. So just even ten minutes, twenty minutes might have given him some impetus to play in the next game because what we're seeing at the moment is what we constantly saw under Ole that the cycling between the ship, the cycling through the ship players in the hope that you'll get a performance out of right. some of them at some point. And I didn't, I didn't understand at all. Yeah. Like Veghorst playing as a number 10 and compromising Bruno in order to make that happen just makes no sense to me. I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't subscribe to the Bruno is never any good when he plays wide theory because he's good enough so that in any position on the pitch, he might do some good things in a game. But when you're really struggling to take your best player out of the middle of the pitch to lump it, the Dutch and Norman droid there just makes no <laughs> sense to me whatsoever. And yeah. And also there was just, the team was so slow because if you think about the front, the front players now, so you've got Casemiro slow. Yeah. Ericsson slow. Vegos slowest. Yeah. Anthony, not, not slow, but not, not lightning. And then you've got Bruno wide. Yeah. That gives you almost no pace and no ability to stretch the game. No, and, and then you have Marcus Rashford and he was he was central a lot of the time and didn't have the space to run into because West Ham was so narrow and so deep. So it, it was the perfect setup for West Ham to defend against, I think. A lot of players playing in front of them. United had sixty five percent possession today. I mean, you wouldn't really know it for the quality of chances created. And I think we just played into their hands and it, it took too long for for Ten Hag to, to make that change. He said afterwards they're tired. He also defended David De Gea, which I guess we ought to talk about because it's it's getting very, very hard to defend him. Because that was a that was a catastrophic mistake today. Not the first time we've seen that from Dave when he's not concentrating. But it was one of oh. three really big ones. I mean, the kick straight out could have conceded a goal and then he I mean I didn't I know that's always going to be given a foul, the the Antonio one. But honestly, he was so weak there. I mean, did you ever think for a second he was going to claim that ball? Not for a second. I, I, I that was at the other end, the Antonio one. If it was turns out in the second half, yeah, yeah, when the goal was rolled out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was at the other end. So I didn't didn't have a good view of that, but had a tremendous view of the goal he conceded, and it was one of those where at the same time. It was shocking and not shocking. It was shocking that a goalkeeper would concede that, but also not shocking that that goalkeeper conceded that. And I know Ten Hag defended him, but I think that Ten Hag will know. It's just he doesn't know if he's going to need him because he definitely needs him for the rest of the season. Although I guess I'd be tempted to just stick Heaton in there at this point or John O'Shea maybe. <laughs> Butland, but, yeah. yeah. But But he might have to use him next season as well. Yeah, because we don't know anything about where we are with the sales process. And that's that's why they're negotiating the contract because there may be no money to to go and buy another keeper of an appropriate quality. I mean, I think the thing is with Dave is that rightly so for him, he will want a long contract at the most money he can possibly get. And United could probably just do with rolling it over for a season if, if this summer window is going to be too difficult. I mean, look, he's in the bottom quartile of keepers. If you look at any metric, but, you know, particularly... Apart from Goff. 
goth quotient, ex-goth. <laughs> ex-goth. Yeah, I mean, his post-shot expected goals against, which is a metric which I have to say, like, because of the data, the amount of data you you have there, it's not perfect, but it's underwater, basically, which means that he concedes more goals than the average keeper would concede. And that's before you look at his distribution, his save percentage is really down. He is low single digits on crosses claimed. I mean, it's just they're just all really poor. And as hard as it is to to look at the data on keepers, it's not good, any of it, basically. I mean, yeah, I think I'd, I'd be seriously thinking about Jim Leightoning him at this point. Yeah. Because, I mean, it sort of feels now a little bit similar to Maguire, where it feels like maybe he's just gone as a United player. I mean, that would be a mega call, wouldn't it? Cup final, sticking uh, Jack Butland in there. <laughs> but don't, not if just cup final, just next weekend it's just there has to be some consequences for these kinds of errors and i mean i'm not sure where you can trace back all this not just talking about fair here all this all this nonsense but it does feel a long time ago that we were tuned up against sevilla doesn't it it is a very long time ago and it's it's all gone very south since then i mean a couple of useful victories i mean it'd been a really desperate situation if we hadn't beaten villa the other the other day but yeah United's form has dropped off a cliff, and and maybe maybe it's just tiredness and and injuries and stuff. I mean, fifty seven games they've played this season. That's an incredible workload, and in a truncated season as well with the World with Cup the World Cup in there. That's not counting the World Cup games. I mean, I think I think we said a few days a few weeks ago that it looked like a team that has already played their best stuff this season. That there didn't seem any likelihood that they were going to somehow hit a level that was comparable to the one that they found after the World Cup. It feels like that has evaporated, but they would hang in there to do what they need to do. And maybe maybe they still will. I guess they've got a proper week off now. Proper week off time. for the first time in weeks and weeks and weeks. Since the World Cup. Since, no? I mean, it's just incredible, the schedule. It's so brutal. It'd be even worse if, if we'd actually beaten Seville uh, or Sevilla. And, yeah. All right, Guillaume Balligay. <laughs> Beautiful city, love it, love it. But the 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 feature list is, I mean, it looks it looks okay. I mean, the form's fallen off a cliff, but it's but, a piece of piss, Edwards. Come on, like we're, we're shit, but at home we're, we're okay. So we might, yeah. we, so we might not make it happen. Yeah, but the fixture is a piece of piss. It's a bunch of teams with fuck all to play for. That's true. Wolves, nothing to play for. Chelsea, I mean, they just got a win under. And the Lampard, but Bournemouth, who've been terrible at home. I mean, if you lose to Chelsea, then then yeah, and and are, and are basically safe. And Fulham, isn't it at home? The final game, yeah, and yeah they're Fulham. safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, it, this should be a piece of piss, but it's hard to say it will be because of the form. But at least three of those are at home. Yes, and then there's the small matter of a Derby FA Cup final, which I I remember at my wedding, got married in summer 2012. And I was talking to a mate at the wedding who someone I go to United with. And I said, I said, I guess, bearing in mind what happened at the end of the season, I probably need to get married every summer to make myself feel better. <laughs> and and we agreed that it, several weddings was going to be necessary the way it looked like things were going. I got married. Do you, do you remember when Tom Cleverley and Anderson were playing in midfield and they were they had a great start to the season? Yeah, so I got married. That was the beginning beginning of that right, season. Right, the beginning right? of the season. So I got married on September the 10th that, that season and Cleverley got injured. 
during that game and United's form went off a cliff afterwards and Cleverly was never the same player again. And and so, yeah, it was probably my fault that I destroyed Tom Cleverly's career. Oh, and do you know what date my wedding my wedding anniversary is? I do not. Don't, but I'm going to tell you, it is June the 3rd. And do you know what else is happening on June the 3rd this year? The FA Cup final. Indeed. This is, this is not a, a migraine that I require in my life. No, no, it's a perfect anniversary gift. Here, darling, two two tickets for the cup final. So. Yeah, I mean, I will, I will be, I will be disappearing, which obviously we've understood is just something that is necessary. Yeah. The the difficulty then is if we were to win, how do I turn up to our night out subsequently? <laughs> Half cut. <laughs> nod, nod, unbedraggled. Yeah, I mean, this would be a good problem to have. When the actual problem is, how do I now go and celebrate? 11 years of marriage when we've just lost 73 nil and so you can win the treble <laughs> just, and, uh, <laughs> just don't think I about have, it I, yeah I'm, I'm yet to have, i'm yet to have resolved any kind of solution to this one yeah i mean look this is this is the thing with the season now it's on such an edge that five games total and it could be united qualify for the champions league which is just really so important for the club and and win the cup final and stop city getting the treble I mean that the the alternative is just totally unthinkable. I would I would toss the top four in a second to win the cup final. Yeah, I don't. Like, that's not that's not one of those debates of the conscience that I have to to which I have to devote any time whatsoever. I mean, it's fortunate that this is not a binary a binary question. I mean, the, the impact of yeah, yeah, because yeah, I mean, we could also yeah, it's kind of talking in the end about would you rather have a fight with a duck <laughs> with seventy three hands. Or an ape with shark's teeth. I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I think the, the reason why I bring up the Champions League thing is, it. I mean, although they reduce the wages, the sponsorship takes a hit because it'd be a second year out and the overall broadcast and, and, and there's a front of shirt sponsor needs to be negotiated, has not yet been. And and so you're looking at a 60, 60 million pound hit, something like that. And the way the budget is not particularly large for the summer anyway, maybe a hundred million plus sales, just at the FFP limit, and it would be less if the the, the revenues reduced. So I know that's why top four is really right. important. Obviously, for fans, stopping City winning the treble is the most important thing. Undoubtedly, it's not just it's not even just stopping City winning the treble; it's beating them in the cup final. Yeah. And beating them in the cup final, as opposed to losing to them in the cup final. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I, I can't help but think about the losing bit first. But yeah, yeah. yeah in, I course. mean, in parentheses, I'll do fucking time if I've got to watch another season of Europa League. <laughs> I just, I can't. <laughs> uh, I can't. Yeah. I, 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 I can't. But it is. I mean, I was. I mean, you're talking about the transfer, the transfer budget. That I mean, it's we're probably missing out on players now. But by not having a yeah no for sure there's because by, there's no certainty no clarity. yeah yeah and I mean although what you said about 100 million and I know that we say this probably every summer but this summer it does even sound a little bit true that there's a significant amount of money in sales that must surely be accessed even if we get the least possible value on the players that are going to go like Henderson. Is going to go. That's got to be twenty million quid. Baye five million, ten million. Brandon Williams five million. Elanga ten million. Maguire mm-hmm. twenty million. And there are others. Mason Greenwood something. There yeah, are, 
The problem that United have is that they're all on massive wages. I mean, they gave Dean Henson that massive new contract. He's earning so much money that there's hardly a team in the... I mean, there's no one in the bottom half of the... He would be the top earner at any club in the bottom half of the league. And that's pretty hard more to... More than Lingard, even, at Forest. He can't be on more than... He, no, he's not. But that was a one-year contract with Lingard. So a special freebie and a one-year contract. So kind of specific circumstances. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like Bay is out of contract. So that's that's all right. Phil Jones got one more year, I think. Maguire's got a bit more, but they'll get any money they can for him if he goes, if he, he's not too, like, pig-headed about that. So and and yeah, I mean, they probably should be looking at some of the younger players and going, well, if they're not going to make it, can we make some money out of it? It just it feels like there's there's another hundred million there, more like or close to it, without actually getting loads of money for one player because there's so many players that aren't good, McTominay and or Fred. I mean, yeah, yeah. increasingly, I feel like if I could, I've been in both. I it's weird how Fred's kind of out of favour all of a sudden because he went through a period basically playing in all the games and United were quite good in that time. With Casemiro, yeah. That one and when Casemiro's out, yeah. Although I actually thought today, and I wouldn't keep Zarbitzer either, and I think the fact that Zarbitz is not getting in the team really much suggests that we're not keeping him. But I did think he made a small positive difference when he came on today. At least he's trying to run him behind. He's uh-huh. trying to make something happen. And the thing that is, I mean, there's so much about Anthony Martial that's anger-inducing, but... He didn't do it as much today, but at Brighton, he's just constantly dropping off yep. because he refuses to receive the ball, not in time and space. Yep. And football just doesn't work like that. And he won't. He doesn't want to score goals. And I remember saying it to a friend after one of the first few games he played for us when he scored twice against Southampton. And I'd had a very significant amount of refreshments. <laughs> and I was still able to see that this individual did not want to score goals, really, and that he doesn't make a centre-forwards runs. Yeah, I mean, it's true. He doesn't make those runs into the channel. The, the one other thing at Brighton is he looked just a little bit slow, didn't he? And, and maybe that's a fitness thing, but maybe the injuries have taken their toll. I mean, remember Michael Owen used to be express quick at 18, and by the time he was like 25, he was it all gone. I, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't put it past... That Martial, Martial never having that burst of speed ever again. So, which would be another reason the, to bin him. Yeah, the other thing I find is just frustrating is that someone shoots and there's no one following it in ever. That no one's making just, those third man runs. I yeah, mean, Bruno's no wide. Goals. So, is is Veghorst going to be making that run to to like follow up? <laughs> no. no. I I mean, Val Veghorst, he is. Not good no, at football. He's not. And one of the things I don't quite get about Tenach, I mean, it's that, and it sounds, it sounds ridiculous, but I'm going to say it anyway. But why don't we have strikers on the bench from the youth team? And I think it's not, I'm saying that I think Hugo is suddenly going to start transforming games. But I think that there's more chance that he would get us a goal in a game like that than Jaden Sancho would. Because there's just a striker's knack, and we've seen it with Makeda. Sure. Or that Fergie always liked to have strikers on the bench, and now that's 97 substitutes. I don't understand why we not, and we don't have any strikers, why we're not trying to trying to find a striker, because the ability to just understand where the ball's going to drop yeah, is sure. not 
something that it's not something that you necessarily have to learn as you as you as you get older. And it's also something that if you happen to be a winger like who's not into that kind of activity, then it, it won't it won't happen. And Sancho came on and it did the usual thing of intimating that he might do something good. They're not doing anything good. Yeah. I I mean I, I do agree with you actually. I mean I don't think there's any loss from United having some some of the younger forwards on the bench. I mean, it can't, it can't be worse. Honestly, they caused 16 completed passes today. What is the point? I mean, just there's just no and How point. many goals for United? He's got two. Two. two in in, in 20, one, 25 one games or something, yeah. Has he got any in the league? There's, there was one in the league, one in the league cup at Forest, and did he get one in Europe against one of yeah, those? Yeah, he did. It was a rebound. Batters. I forget who he was against now. Betis, so he maybe. hasn't scored in the league, has he? No, I don't think he has. Imagine that. You play centre forward for Man United. You definitely started twenty games, mm-hmm. and you ha- in a team that has mainly been winning, and you have not scored a single goal. Yeah. What earth? What earth is going on? I mean, it's utterly bizarre. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have Bruno up front and push another player into into number ten or wide than than doing what I we're mean, doing. It's mad. It has made me realise. I think that for the cup final, I mean, it won't happen, though, I guess. But I would play Rashford up front, and I'd play Garnacho. And that's not because I want to do that. I want Garnacho off the bench because he's been great off the bench and against tired legs, he's helpful. But by that point, there might not be again. And City and City might think twice or might not think twice about sending stones into midfield if he's got Garnacho who's going to attack that space behind him. And I just don't see that any of the other alternatives are any better. I mean, I would be tempted to play Martial because he is capable and he has done well against City before. But... In a game of that ilk, I want people that are going to run around like psychopaths. Sure, and deal with the pressure. I, I'm not sure Anthony Martial is a player that has ever like upped his game. I mean, apart from that, what he scored twice at Anfield, or was it Anfield? Getting that? No, he scored twice at Old Trafford against Liverpool. Right? So, but there's very few games where, and he scored in the cup semi-final. I'm trying to think of a few games where he's really made the difference in a really big game. It was crap against Sevilla in that game under Ole yeah. when we actually played really well. It was some of the best football we've played yeah. since Fergie left, which is obviously not saying very much. But, I mean, sometimes it feels like Fergie made some kind of deal with the devil where someone said to him, you'll win for all the time you're there, as much as is even slightly plausible. But that's it. It'll be yeah. dog shit. As and if- I mean, I would take that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I feel sorry for the people that are the age we were during the Fergie years yeah, now. Sure. They're having to put up with this bullshit when they're having to go to school and get aggravation. Well, look, we both grew up. I mean, I, I'm a couple of years older than you, but I grew up in the 80s. Like when I really got into football was in the 80s and we were absolutely dog shit for most of the 80s. So that was it. All my, all my never... friends were Liverpool fans because that was what who was winning at the time. I will never fully grasp the fact that United got good when I was in the last year of primary school, 1990, when we won the cup. And we were good all the way through secondary school. Then I had a year off. Then I went to university. Then I went to law school, got married, got divorced, changed careers to be a writer, met someone else, got married again, left law, and then had a child. And basically, United is still good. (laughs) (laughs) In in, in all that time, it's just... It's it's mind-boggling how long that shit went on for. That just like every Monday you're like bouncing into school. And I kind of sometimes think about the effect that kind of thing must have on your sense of self as a kid when 
you're like searching for swag and you're getting it off United and you genuinely think, and not just that you think, it is thought that this is somehow you're doing. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. as an adult, I eventually deduced that United being good wasn't that much to do with me being skilled. <laughs> but there, were, there was at least an entire decade when not only did I think that, but I guess the people around me saw me as the conduit for and representative of that. Like, people... And the effect that must have on your sense of self as a teenager, where just you're buzzing all the time of some of the greatest football that's ever been played is quite a significant yeah. thing. Well, I, mean, I don't know if I'd be more of a dickhead or less of a dickhead if I hadn't had that fortifying my youth it, it, it's it'd be worth studying wouldn't it so i mean i have noticed that one one thing in old age is i take the defeats better i'm, I'm a little more sanguine it was absolutely sickening when i was a teenager when united lost on the rare occasions so and now i can now i can take it a bit more so and it's not that i care less it's just a few more gray hairs not maybe well, there's, but, just more, yeah, there's more going on that, yeah there's more going on in your life that is stressful and worrying that you have to think about before the fact that United the dog shit being stressful and worrying so and I guess you get more the gift of perspective yeah I think for me I've always been pretty good absolutely milking the shit out of everything good that happened and putting the bad stuff away quite quickly but I mean now it's just if you don't put the bad stuff away quickly then got quite a significant problem in your life and I don't, I don't want that yeah i i mean i felt like i mean the, the terrible shit just that's been perpetrated this season i guess yeah like losing seven at anfield i didn't feel as nauseous as i previously felt but i felt like the seven at anfield was something we could all not explain away but say well look they're actually doing all right so i can forget about not forget about it because I can't, but I'm not going to let it guzzle my insides and yeah. spit them back in my face. Whereas now that seven of the Anfield is sort of coming back to haunt me in a way it almost didn't because of what's going on. Mm. And every time we've had the opportunity to put this top top four situation to bed, we've Blow fucked down. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I know the fixtures are... Uh, favorable but i i wouldn't put a load of money on united right now making it should do should do but liverpool are going to win every game because they're playing no one of any significance and they are coming into some form and they won six in a row they're not playing super well i think it's more also why i think they might lose some points is just that it's if they win them all that's a lot of wins in a row yeah it would be 11 so and and if you win eleven games in a row, Premier League games in a row at the end of the season, you probably deserve to be in the top four, honestly. But that's also that's Championship form eleven eleven games in a row. So you feel sort of feels like well, they'll, surely they'll fuck it up at some point. But but they're playing Southampton, Villa, and Leicester. Where, where are they going to fuck it up? They could. I mean, maybe Leicester, not Southampton, but. I mean, they only just got by Bradford. Yeah, yeah, it's and not... and it could have gone the other way. I mean, goal ruled out offside marginally, but Brentford were not brilliant, but Liverpool weren't very good at all. But they just seem to be have the knack of winning at the moment. And so 
I wouldn't put too much hope in Liverpool dropping points, honestly. Newcastle defeated today, I guess, but their form's generally been good enough. A couple of points ahead of us. Spurs are out of it, I imagine. Brighton are not totally out of it, but we do have a game in hand on them. I just think, I look at United's form and just like there's the potential for us not getting nine points is definitely there. So it's, it's there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say it is. And what's frustrating now is also like a win today and we're really nearly there. Yeah. Whereas now it is going to go almost definitely to the final game. Yeah. Yeah, it will do. And, and I, to the point where we were talking about this at the game that we boys I was with that we would all take win the last game now if you needed a win in that last game to to make it happen that would sound like something that we'd accept whereas yeah probably wouldn't have even accepted that this morning yeah I mean Fulham at home playing for nothing last day of the season I, I mean yes if it comes down to that then and it will I think it probably will come down to that then yes, I think United would just squeak in probably, but I I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was odds on. I wouldn't be gambling my house on it or anything like that. It, yeah, and it should be United should not be in this position. There have been so many opportunities and missed chances, and and a lot of it comes down to we're talking about about Veghorst in the winter window when we really needed really needed a striker. Ronaldo leaves. Okay, they didn't make any money off him leaving, but they saved five hundred grand a week, and Vout Veghorst was the option. I have some sympathy with this, in that if you know that you don't have loads of money, and it's obviously part of the same problem, then to go and bust say fifty million quid on someone you don't really want is it going to come back to bite you in the arse when you need to go and drop a hundred million on someone you really do want, and. I mean, you still want, if you think about how many players we want for the first team, we want a centre forward, we want a goalkeeper, we want a midfield player, and really we want a right back as well. It's almost half a team. And I was actually, I was talking to a friend about this after the game, after the Brighton game. And that's another, just those Brighton game and those Spurs games, if we just managed to refrain from tossing goals in the nose, it would also be finished. Yeah. And I was saying, like, to me, I know we need a centre-forward, so when I say this, don't think that I'm not suggesting that we don't desperately need a centre-forward. But part of me thinks, if I could get a brilliant midfield player, then I could turn Rashford into a centre-forward. Because I think that the problem we have in midfield is without Ericsson, although obviously he's just turned out his arse at the moment, so this is almost redundant. Without Ericsson, there's no there's there's no control mm-hmm. and not enough creation. Yep. But with him, there's not enough athleticism and physical presence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of United's problems are solved by bringing in, just pick pick whatever keeper, it doesn't really matter. A decent keeper, Bellingham and Kane, solve all United's problems. But it's that's £250 million just on that keeper, Bellingham and Kane. And Bellingham's going to Madrid. It looks like it. And Kane's so not going to join United if we're not in the Champions League. I mean, I'm not sure about that just because he's not coming to win the Champions League. He's coming to just win anything. But I I would be incl- I would be thinking, and I, I don't... There are two young centre-forwards that are meant to be mustered. Ferguson, we know, is. I don't know just about... Just that new Rasmus. contract. Yeah, so it would cost more money. But there will be a number that they would sell him for. Rasmus Hovland, is that his name? I've yeah. no idea if he's any good. So I, I can't... I, who plays for Atalanta? But he is meant to be brilliant. If he is, I would suggest that the amount of money you could get, you could 
pay for him. I would be more inclined to pay that for him than to drop double that on Gonzalo Ramos because I'd then go and spend the rest of the money on Caicedo. Because that's 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 probably what I would do with this, and then try and get a goalkeeper and a right back out of, out of sales. Yeah, it's uh, United be, need to be a lot better, like both on the purchasing, but particularly the selling. That's supposed to be Murtar and team now. I mean, this is a they backed Ten Hag last season, but it all happened so late that they overpaid for Anthony by, I don't know what double, given what we've seen of him this season. <laughs> I mean, would he look? But would he look all... value at fifty million? I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like he'll come good one day, but I, I'm not sure he'd look value at fifty million right now. I, so... I mean, I think that a proper goalkeeper would make a difference to Anthony because he'd be getting the ball ten or fifteen yards further down the pitch. Sure, and yeah. a proper right back would as well. In fact, Wan Bissaka's had loads of the ball recently in games, and just as he looks like he's about to do something, he doesn't do anything. He fucks it, yeah. And and yeah. having someone, if Anthony had a better fullback with him then we'd be getting a lot more out of him. And I always, almost always think that we get worse when he goes off too. And even today, he didn't play well, but he did still come probably closest to scoring. Yeah, just off the post. So, I mean, there were a couple off the post. They don't count as shots on target, but they, they were close-ish. So, yeah, I, I actually, I, I think the point with Anthony is that we spent, we spent the winter window budget or we spent some of the next summer's budget because it happened so late in the window and back in the manager, but there are always downstream consequences. Now, in the, in the world of FFP and, well, profit and sustainability and particularly the new UEFA rules, it all counts. Every penny does. And, and I mean, ultimately, to, this was, Anthony was all turned up that he decided that the right winger he had had to be that one. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't, I don't massively have a problem. I mean, I like Anthony. I think he's. I think he's been pretty good this season. I don't think he's been as bad as people like to say he is. No, they did. They did. They did overpay for him. But the point I think about Anthony is also that he was a player who was bought the team that Ten Hag wants United to become, a possession team that are looking for bits and to create bits of magic in a possession team. And what he's having to do is he's having to try and run in behind in a counter-attacking team or a counter-pressing team or whatever you want to call it. And that that's not entirely his game. And he doesn't have, as I said, very much help from fullback. So I, I'm not particularly worried about him. But, and I guess, let's say we hadn't signed Anthony. Who would we have signed? Yeah. So it's not, sim- it's not simply, well, we bust 90 million quid on Anthony. That was nuts. Because the idea is that he's meant to become good, and we absolutely needed someone for that position. So who would who would it have been if it wasn't him? Yes, I mean it's a good point. I don't know. It's just that the the consequences of of spending too much on players are definitely being felt. I mean, same with M- Maguire. I mean, you keep overpaying for players who aren't quite as good as the the amount of money you're paying for, and then you can't buy other players. I mean, it's just it's. The maths, it, I, I don't know. It, it's I, I, there, there was that old saying attributed, I think, incorrectly to to Busby that you want to see the money on the pitch, not in the bank. But and that's very true. It's just there are consequences to spending that money in a way that wasn't true ten years ago. Yeah, and I mean, a, a player a transfer that works is worth however much money you're lucky enough to pay for. Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah, but when it doesn't work. It looks silly. And 
it's the problem now is also it's not almost as though it's about individual players. It's just as a collective, they look like an airbed someone's taken let the air out of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, no. It's 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 very true. There, and that that's why I'm worried. Honestly, as dog dog shit as the the fixtures are, <laughs> or the the teams we're playing, that just it's all gone. There's no, there's no zip at all. I mean, it comes to something that David Moyes had sympathy for United. He's patronising and saying that... He, oh, he, he must have loved that. He must have loved He was saying, yeah, United looked flat. They'd lost some of their zip and he felt sorry for them because they had to play on Thursday. And the fixtures have taken a toll. Just, Not oh. as flat as when you were the manager. Well, that is very true. I guess it gives him some level of expertise in that department. He, yes, it's, it's, he, yeah, it takes one to know one when it comes to... Producing a crap side. That's that game. You know, United's women's team. If we, I can segue into that. Won this weekend. They played really well today. Yeah, played really well. Won again. Six points clear. City lost, which was a massive result. I mean, it's really going to come down to United's home game with City and the Chelsea Arsenal game to who wins the league. I mean, you well, can, United ultimately need need Arsenal to to win that to game. Get a point. Don't. Well, get a yeah. point is probably enough because of the goal difference. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Actually, and I mean, it looks like United are in the Champions League for the first time, though. Like Very much is. does. Yeah, and that, that's a huge win. That's a huge win for United's women's team. But they play Chelsea in the cup final next weekend, which is a, a really big one. Obviously, fantastic chance for a trophy. I mean, clearly the best side in England, really. Chelsea already lost them twice this season, so I mean, it's going to be it's going to be tight. But United have shown this team some grit. Got two great results against Arsenal this season, so and they score goals, and they do score goals. Yeah, they're scoring goals from all of the forward players at the moment. So, that's, and uh, you can see, like sometimes you see it when players get a bit more authority. Like Ella Toon is the one who looks like she's come on several levels this season. Just and I don't. I'm not saying it's a consequence of what happened in the Euros, but I guess the confidence of knowing that you can you contributed that in the Euros is helpful. But I mean, obviously, she's also just a good player. And Lair Gordon also has come on loads this season. Ten goals this and, season, yeah. And they, they, yeah, they they they, play, they played really well today. That 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 game. That Spurs had that one chance when Beth England went around the keeper and should have finished and didn't. But uh, it didn't feel like even if she scored, Spurs were getting out of that game without getting beaten. Yes, Spurs in some trouble at the bottom of the league, although Reading are really, really, really poor, got hammered. So they're, they're pro- likely, likely it's them going down. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's great for the club, given given that like, it's only a year and a bit ago that everyone was complaining rightly about the, the lack of resources for this team. And lack of facilities for this team, and they were training in a, they were changing in a porter cabin, and there were no loose on site, and and all of that, and the Casey Stoney quit and went to NWSL, so in a huff basically, and there have been questions about Mark Skinner this season, especially about his sort of lack of use of the the wider squad, I think, but I mean the results kind of do speak for themselves, despite the the criticism. This is a team that has a a lot of grit. Scores goals, doesn't concede very many at all. Just a really yeah, good Mary team. Mary Earps is another one who's come on. Yeah, yeah. She made a really good save today and she's just yeah, much better than she was. Yeah. And I mean, it feels like they won't quite win the league, but they're, they, they're definitely going in the right direction. And 
a couple of good signings this summer and who knows what might happen next season. Although I say that, but it will be tougher next season because Arsenal have had ridiculous luck with injuries this season and that won't probably happen again. That's true. And they need to, there's a, the, the Alessia Russo contract needs to get, needs to get signed. That would be, they turned down a world record fee in the winter. We'll publicise that one for her, but she's out of contract in the summer. And I guess the chances of her signing if United are in the Champions League, are much, much higher, I imagine. But the wage budget is really big. I mean, United have, it's hard to say there isn't a lack of investment because they they do have a a very big budget. They do make a lot of money. There is a sort of salary cap, although it's not really deeply enforced and a lot of deductions you can make in the women's game. But United's United's women's team revenue is five and a half million, which is the biggest in the league. So, in in a sense, that that should that should lead to a very good team that is competing and competitive and uh, winning trophies. No question about that. It's supported by you, our listeners, through Patreon.com forward slash NQAT Pod, where you can get access to our weekly ad-free bonus episode talking about football around the Premier League and Europe. I don't think there's anything more to say on the... Well, we don't know. There's nothing happening with the takeover that we know of. It's just rolling on and on and on. And Ten Hag gets asked about it and he was really grumpy in the pre... the sort of West Ham preview press conference just kept getting asked about it. They're stopping him from doing his job. Yeah. I'm sure he's well pissed off with this. I'm, I'm sure. Mean, I'm sure the players don't care. And I'm sure he is extremely pissed off. I'm sure because he's he will be thinking about next season. And this is cutting into the preparation for next season. And it can't not because they just don't know and, what budget they've got. And he's becoming presumably increasingly furious with people that he's got to keep picking. And he doesn't even know that he can replace them. The fact yeah. that he doesn't know if he's going to be able to get a goalkeeper. Yeah. No, it's like this. The, that uncertainty is in, impacting the whole club. And and by the way, this is not some uncontrollable. This is the Glazers stringing it out because they think that having multiple rounds of bidding will increase the amount of money they get. Undoubtedly so. And, and with each week that they haven't accepted a bid, it becomes more like... And, and they they've... The credit card is maxed out, right? They cannot put any more money into this club. United borrowing for transfers already. Uh, the EBITDA may look like 140 to 150 million, but that is eroded very quickly. And they, they, they've reached the limit of their financial muscle. And they, there's two ways out. Sell the club or take some investment. Unfortunately, the kinds of companies, whether it's Aries or Elliot or Carlisle Group, they're offering money. It's structured equity. It's basically debt. And and who knows whether them selling off some of the shares will actually translate into investment into the club in the infrastructure or the team, because it could be just them running off with the money or some of the siblings running off with the money and nothing changes. So deeply frustrating Brilliant. for everyone. Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. In fact, it might even be the opposite of good. I think it's probably the opposite of good, Dan. <laughs> not good. Bad. <laughs> it's late, folks. Oh, man, yeah. It's like losing to Moyes. Oh, man. 
I'd almost forgotten that for a second there. You know, I've got a game next weekend. They've got a, they've got a week a week off. Incredibly, they've got a week off when it's desperately needed. But it's a game against who the, who the hell we're playing? It's Wolves at home, isn't it? Next weekend. Am I forgetting? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's quite it's like. Do you just say like to all the players, just "Fuck off for three days"? I don't want to see you. I mean, part. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know what. Or do you just keep flogging them through through hard training? I don't. Doesn't feel like there could be very much to be gained from that at this point. But I mean, is this the point where you have your clear the air meeting, <laughs> where everyone airs their grievances, and then you go on a run of victories? Or not? Yeah, sure. I, I don't mean, because it ten half. It does feel like ten half seemed a bit lost these last few weeks. Yeah, I, I, I think he is a little bit. I think he feels like he's out of options. So, and he, he doesn't trust a lot of the players that are on the bench, and he's he's just making a lot of compromises. So, I mean, and why would he trust a lot of the players that are on the bench? So, not exactly they're, many of them that are. Untr- yeah. untrustworthy. Yeah, they are untrustworthy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, look, Wolves, Wolves in no kind of form at all, but are safe enough. Uh, and I mean, they got absolutely hammered at Brighton the other week. I don't know. Brighton's ma- reserves as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, incredible. So clearly they're there for the taking. It's just United don't score very many goals. But and I mean, also come on, just you can't you screw this one up. United Wolves games, basically the worst association football has to offer. I mean, that series of games when we had to play them like four times a season because we kept getting them in the cup and it was when Nuno was in charge and they were just dreadful, but somehow managed to, I don't know what he has, the Molyneux crowd gets up for their big game of the season. Just some stinkers, real stinkers there. I mean, if we don't win that Wolves game, we're in big, big trouble. Yeah, we we are staring over the edge right now anyway, but yeah, if we lose that game, we might as well have fallen off it. It's uh, d- d- it'd be desperate. Just can't it can't happen. It just can't happen. So, I mean, of course we draw that game. I, I like we it's almost out of our own hand. I mean, it's not because you can Well, it's we're at the point now. Losing this game today means that draws are not very useful to us now. That's right. With 10 points would definitely do it. But like with every point dropped, it's the 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 odds of making it into Champions League recede, or the the margin but for error reduces. So nine will do it. Nine will do it. Yeah. So is we are going to need to find three wins because we can't make nine points without three wins. That's out right. With four, only four games. Yep. Yep. Unless unless Villa do us a favour at Anfield, joy. I mean, they they lost. Did they lose this weekend again? They lost this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. This is this is not this is not good. Yeah, yeah. We we we. Who knows? We 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 spoke quite confidently about the going over. We were going to give Sevilla, Sevilla. So seems seems a bit silly to talk about the going over. We're going to give Wolves, but we should surely be able to just score a goal. Oh, you'd hope so. Yeah, that rare thing. At least it's at home. Donny van der Beek will be back soon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the pure disappointment of a of a player. Yeah, just bang for buck. What has he given us? Nothing. I, I actually can't. Useful. I mean, maybe you can recall a game, but I can't recall a game where I was like, "Ha, huh, he had a great game." I thought he played quite well in the second half of the game at Watford. That was Ole's last game. What? What? When we lost four 
Four nil. Four one. <laughs> when, when Maguire, yeah, he scored the one, didn't he? Right. Yeah. But I would say he, we we we. I can't. Th- he scored against Palace in that first game that he played that we lost. But I don't think he, I'm not sure he scored again apart from in that Watford game. And bang for buck is very hard to find someone out of whom we got less, given what we paid for them. Marcus yeah. Rocco is another good one. 60 million quid for some burnt toast and running into the city changing room with his top off, which is worth like some some millions. But he's, he's, he's another good one who just almost never played and cost an absolute load of money. Yeah. So a better player than him to make room for him in the squad. To make well. room for him. Yeah. There's a good quote going around on social media uh, this week with him. Like he was, he, he said, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the actual, uh, the actual quote, but he said, I was really angry with Maguire in the team and I wasn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, fair enough, mate. Fair enough about that. But no, not that he was much good either. Yeah. Donny Van Bake, yeah. Complete waste of money. If we can get rid of him for anything this summer, that'll be... Fortunately, he's not on a mega, mega contract. But yeah, any any, any sale would be worthwhile. But it won't be much because of his injury record and his, his three years since... People will forget that he was good three years ago in that Ajax team. So, yeah, Okay, folks, no, I think that's it. Thank you very much. Sorry it's so negative, but, you know, it's not our fault, is it? Well, it was my fault when we were good. <laughs> All right. Is it my fault now? We're, we're crap? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Bye now. Tara, please.